my favorite event would have to be the 1500. I think it's the perfect mix of anaerobic and aerobic PBs. Like it's such a good feeling and you kind of get hooked on that feeling almost just chasing after that time. That was Calvin Reimer. And this is episode 54 of the Inspired Souls podcast. Hi, I'm Carolyn and I'm a road runner. And I'm Kim and I'm a trail runner. Welcome to our podcast, where we bring the communities of trail and road running together and explore the parallels between running and life. Calvin Reimer is in his third year of kinesiology at the University of Manitoba and is part of the Bison's track and field and cross country teams under the guidance of coach Claude Berube. What struck us most about this fascinating interview is just how much the recreational adult runner can learn from an athlete like Calvin, who has lived and breathed running for a good chunk of his short life and is the product of a strong high school and club system. It can be challenging to impress upon recreational runners just how important the fundamentals are. Things like warm-ups and cool-downs, mobility and core work, form and technique drills, strength training, and running almost every day with most of those miles easy and some of them really hard. And yet all of this is second nature to Calvin because it's all he's ever known. And judging by his several shiny new PBs this summer in middle distance events, it seems to be working for him. From our vantage point, the future is looking pretty bright for Calvin. He has a strong work ethic, a genuine love of the sport, and an incredible support system, all of which will no doubt lift him to even greater heights, and I for one will be excited to follow along. And now on to our conversation with Calvin Reimer. Well, Calvin, we are so excited to have you join us on Inspired Souls. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So at 19 years young, you are by far the youngest person that we've interviewed so far, yet from what I know of you anyway, uh, you're very wise beyond your years and you probably are full of running knowledge that we can all really, really learn from. So before we get to all of that tonight, I just wanted to hear from you. I wanted you to introduce yourself, who is Calvin Reimer. Perfect. Well. Uh, as you said, I'm 19. I was born in Winnipeg, born and raised here, lived in the same house all my life. And I go to uh, the University of Manitoba. I'm currently going to my third year into kinesiology. And then I live uh, with my family still, not on my own yet. So I got my mom, my dad, and an older brother. Outside of running, I really love to do anything out in the outdoors. I like to fish, hike, uh, adventures. Yeah, I guess that kind of sums me up. <laughs> Awesome. Well, we have one thing in common. Well, we have more than one thing in common, but I took kinesiology as well. Do you like the program so far? And uh, where do you see yourself going with that? Yes, I absolutely love it. I think we've talked about it before and it's a great program. I think a lot of us who are in running, it's, it's kind of interesting, especially with the courses, you can relate them to the running. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And where I see myself, I think like many other students in uh, kinesiology, I would like to go into physio. Um, so kind of following what? your footsteps, I guess. <laughs> We're a little biased, but that's a, a good core career progression. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So this is a running podcast. Let's just dive right in there. Running is a big part of your life right now. So tell us, first off, how did you get into running? You know, what was your origin story with running? Have you always liked to run as a really little kid or what did it come in high school? When did you get into it? Hmm. Yeah. So that's a very good question. 
I guess my first ever experience was in elementary with the turkey trot. I don't know if it's a Manitoba thing. I'm guessing it may be, but it's about like a two kilometer race that uh, kids can join if they want into the running club. So that was my first real experience, but I kind of just did it because I was the kid who wanted to do everything. And so that kind of went into junior high too. I did cross country, I did track, but never like fully understood what the whole running thing was. So I did a lot of uh, sports in general and running actually wasn't really my favorite at all in junior high. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually kind of disliked it, but I still did it, which is kind of weird, but where I really started. Okay. I'm going to stop you right there. You've given me hope for my kids (laughs) because (laughs) they were awesome runners in elementary. Now they have no interest, Mm -hmm. but maybe in high school. Anyways, go on. (laughs) Yes. I think there was a point in junior high when I wasn't very good too. I was never like naturally fast. So I was right near the back of one race and I was like very close to quitting and saying, I hate this and I never want to do it again. But I kept with it for some reason, which I'm obviously glad I did. And then in high school, in grade nine, I joined the cross country team and I met two former Bison athletes, Tom and uh, Tim Miller. And they really encouraged me and and just showed me like what the sport of cross country was, like a real cross country and real track. Also, I did all the sports in high school um, up until about grade 12. But grade 10, 11 was when I really got into it. I started really training hard and found out that, you know, if you train, you can do well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so on that note, when did you realize that you were good at it? What inspired you to join the track team in grade nine in the first place? Like, was it something your dad made you do or did you actually want to? Yeah, so it's interesting. Both my parents weren't involved in sports at all through high school. They never really pushed me. It was just, I guess they put me in sports when I was really young, like in Timbit soccer and that. But I just did it because I kind of, I love sports, first of all. And so I knew that running would help me in basketball and hockey and all those other sports. I didn't really know I was really good at it. And sometimes I still doubt myself that I'm good at it. But I think I think I made the correlation that the amount of work I put in would lead to success was in grade 10 during indoor track. Uh, in the 1500 at our kind of provincial meet for indoors, I was second. And that was really kind of motivating to me because I knew how much work I put in and I saw that, you know, I could run with some of the best runners in the province. So that was probably the moment when I realized you know, I can maybe have a future in the sport. So. Isn't that such a cool thing about the sport mm-hmm. in general, right? It's like what you yeah. put in is what you get out and you don't have to be the person with this natural raw talent. You can be the late bloomer or the kid that comes to it that's mediocre or middle of the pack and improve if you're willing to put in the work. And it's a, it's a simple sport in that way, but it's mm-hmm. not always easy, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think because growing up playing all the different sports, I was always, I guess the quote is, you know, jack of all but master of none. And I was never Uh like really good in one sport. I guess the closest I was was in baseball. I was pretty big into baseball Uh uh, going up into high school. But then, yeah, I I just really liked the simplicity of running and that I think my parents instilled like a work ethic in me that kind of catered to the sport of running because if you're going to run the kilometers, the work will pay off. It's so true. You know, we just had Sally McRae on the show a few weeks ago, and she's one of my 
she rose. And one of the things she's a professional mountain ultra runner and her, she's always posting on Instagram, hashtag do the work, like get up every day, do the work, keep showing up, (laughs) keep showing up. You just show up day after day after day and you'll see the results. And that can be highly motivating for sure. Especially in like, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not the track road fast runner in this duo that Carolyn and I have, (laughs) but I think you see payoff a lot quicker with speed work and cross country potentially than you do in like the, the long distances. Would that Mm -hmm. be true, Carolyn? Would you say that? I would say that I'd love to get your perspective on that too, Calvin. Yeah. I think especially too, like when I was in grade nine and I'm developing and even just doing a little bit of running, you're going to improve just by going through the motions and learning proper techniques. So I think with putting in the work and having the work ethic, I was already developing naturally. So that was probably good too. But yeah, I do think speed work, um, good coaching is probably a huge part of that, um, which I kind of missed in junior high, especially nothing against our junior high program, but the people who were kind of running it didn't really know what track was. So it was basically just like, Oh, go and run at lunchtime around the track five times. And that's practice. And that's what I thought the track was until I went to high school and I got some good coaches. And I'm like, oh, interval training. Like, what is this? Like, <laughs> like, you're supposed to take breaks between reps. Like, I didn't understand that. I didn't know that that was what you're supposed to do. Well, this is, you've given us the perfect segue. So, <laughs> so you get to high school, you, you get some coaching on the fundamentals, right? So t- mm-hmm. do you mind telling us where, where did you go to high school? Do you remember your coach there? And what sort of fundamentals did you learn that you're still carrying with you through to into your university years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went to River East Collegiate. I'm wearing the shirt. I know no one oh. can see me, but <laughs> awesome. um, yeah, so River East Collegiate and my coaches. Uh, so the head coach was uh, Danielle Fontaine. And then the two uh, distance coaches, there were brothers, Thomas and Tim Miller. And also there was a previous coach there, Brian and Jeremy Walker, who are twins, who are now roadrunners as well. So there was a good, Uh, coaching history in River East. So that was great. And I think for what I really learned was just the basics of like, what is a track and cross country practice, like from start to finish, like Mm -hmm. not just running the warm up, you know, like running before you start the real running was like totally new to me. Can you say that again three times? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The warm up. uh, Yeah. Very key. And it didn't make sense to me at first either. I thought it was totally backwards, but. And were they the type of coaches that explained as they went along? Like here, I know we're doing this warm up. This might be new to you, but this is why we do it. Was there any of that kind of explanation with the coaching or did you all just kind of, okay, I guess this is what we do in high school. Uh, um, Now that I think of it, I think it was a little bit of both. Definitely at the beginning there was explanation, Mm -hmm. but. I kind of just saw like the people who had been doing it for a while, you know, just kind of followed them and knew, well, if they're doing it, I'm going to do it too. But yeah, there's definitely explanation in um, like running drills before practice. That was huge. Mm-hmm. Trying to work on our form, um, especially when I joined uh, a club team in grade 11. Um, my coach, Scott Riley, really ingrained like the biomechanics, running form, yes. running economy. So that was huge. And what about like kind of core work and mobility, stability? Was there any of that kind of get on the, the grass after track on the infield and uh, and do some of that body weight work in high school? Yes, for sure. 
yeah, we would do core after our practices. We'd practice Monday, Friday. Um, yeah, so there's always a core core session. I remember it being really hard. Um, one of the two Millers, Thomas or Tim, I can't remember, but they had a pretty gnarly core workout that we would always do at the end of practice. <laughs> All right. So then by the time you got to university, was a lot of that similar? Like, tell us, well, first of all, let's back up. Did you always know you wanted to go to the University of Manitoba and be on the Bisons team there? Mm-hmm. Growing up in school, like in elementary and junior high, I always knew I wanted to continue sports past high school, but I had no idea what it was. And I definitely would have thought it would have been baseball if you'd asked me in junior high. <laughs> like, there's no way I would have said that I would have been running at the university level. But yeah, as I kind of progressed and I saw that that could be a possibility, I knew that that's what I wanted to do and just like fell in love with it in grade 10 and 11, grade 12. And then as for the University of Manitoba, I didn't, I kind of knew that that was kind of uh, like my first choice. I did look a little bit at the possibility of going away, but just with the situation, living at home, it's a pretty good deal. My parents are nice enough to let me stay here. So well, and and you know, really, after your first year of university, COVID hit, and then you're probably glad you stay home. Now. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah. I actually had a few clients that had to give up scholarships because they couldn't go to the states for school. You know, mm-hmm. last year. So yeah. So I I want to circle back to what you just like you said in grade ten and eleven, or sorry, eleven and twelve. You just realized you loved it. What did you love? What did you realize you loved about running? What was the hook for you that made you decide to continue on with it into university? I think two things. One was uh, kind of what I said before, just with the amount of work I put in, I would get out. So I wasn't relying on other people. It's just solely, for the most part, correlation. Like if I if I would do the work, if I would practice my running form and practice, you know, like this high quality training, I would, I would see it in my races, like, and just the single objective of a time. And there's something about it, just like trying to like PBs, like it's such a good feeling. And um, you kind of get hooked on that feeling almost just, you know, mm-hmm. chasing after that time, after that place. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's not everything. I loved the community around it for sure. That was huge. Some of my closest friends in high school were people I ran with. So that was really big. Yeah. Running is that strange dichotomy of an individual sport in a massive community at the same time. Yeah. And uh, it is addictive. I think even the community is addictive. Yeah. Something special and just as weird as it sounds, like just putting your body through the pain, it's it's very enjoyable. Um, Yeah. (laughs) We get it. Yes. It's fine. It's hard for to find people to relate to that feeling. Like my parents with no running background, my brother, it's just like, they don't understand. They probably don't even know why I run, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we get it. So when you find those people who love to hurt as much as you do, it's like, okay, we're friends for life now. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> so what are, what are some of your favorite events? Like, is it track events, cross country? Like, give us some of your, um, you know, favorites and then also how you've seen those times improve uh, over the years. For sure. Um, well, first... Cross country and track, that's always been my big thing. Which one do I like more? I love them both, but I would say I am a track person at heart, middle to long distance. So my favorite event would have to be the 1500, the metric mile or the real mile. I ran a full mile once. 
Yeah, so the 15 is is definitely my favorite. I think it's the perfect mix of anaerobic and aerobic, but I also do love steeplechase. I haven't fully been able to get into it with COVID and competitions. I wasn't able to to train and race in that. So, And if I recall, you were able to lower a lot of your personal best this summer in outdoor track season. So what's your new 1500 meter PB? <laughs> Very exciting. But um, I was able to run 355.5 in the 1500 meter. So Wow. <laughs> yeah. We also ran um, a flat uh, thousand meter. So it's normally an indoor event we run at U Sport uh, level, but we ran it for outdoor as a time trial. And I think I ran 228. So that was another PB. That's amazing. One kilometer in 228, everybody. <laughs> that is bonker balls. <laughs> That's so fast. Okay, a 355, 1500 meter. What does that translate for a mile? Is that? I think it's a 412. I think 412 to 413-ish. Okay. Um, there's different conversions like on websites and stuff, but I think 412-ish. Would be... Well, that's still pretty darn awesome. <laughs> like, holy smoke. 3.55, you would be that's... running with the w- women at the Olympics. That's how fast that is. Yes, and you're close. 19. <laughs> close, yeah. Yeah, they would they would definitely have me, Hassan and um Yeah, yeah. But you'd be on par with Gabriella Debu Stafford, right? Yes, yeah. If she ever wants to race. I She should be afraid, very afraid. <laughs> no, <laughs> she's amazing is though. So amazing. But do you ever dip down into the middle? Like do you do I guess fifteen hundreds middle, but do you do eight hundreds ever or is that just too anaerobic for you? Yes. So I do 800 is probably the shortest, um, mm-hmm. I'll go. So we ran, I think I, uh, I think I ran 156, 156.2, I believe this summer, um, for 800. Okay. So I'm not a track athlete. Everything involves pain, right? Like no matter whether it's a hundred kilometers or a hundred meters, there's a certain mm-hmm. amount of pain at the end of it. We always pace to a finish line. Yeah. So what's the difference to you between 800 and 1500 meters? Why do you excel at 1500 meters? Are you just able to endure a different kind of pain for longer? Um, Are you naturally, do you think, selected physically, genetically to that distance? Like, why do you think that's your distance? Wow, that's a great question. So I think the 800, I do love it. It's, but I think it's too short for me. It almost feels like when I'm running an 800, time literally passes by you. Some people say it feels longer. I think it feels shorter. Like it, it's like a snap and it's over. And I don't think I have enough time to get up to my speed and keep it for a little bit longer. Whereas the 1500, around four minutes, I have a little bit more time to get up to the speed um, and hold it. And I wouldn't say I'm, I don't have the best top end speed where um, some of the guys in our team are 800 meter specialists and they just have like that strength to power perfect ratio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think for me, 1500 gives me that little bit extra time. If I'm not mistaken, I think it, there's a little genetic component to it too. Like you're describing, like the yeah. people that excel at the 800 genetically may have a little bit more of the type two, the fast twitch muscle fibers to, you know, be more powerful and hit that top end. Like you said, it's over so quickly. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's more of a blend of the aerobic and anaerobic, whereas the 1500 starts to tip towards the person who's better aerobically is what I understand from it. I might be wrong though. No, for sure. And I think too, a lot of the good 800 meter runners, especially at the Olympics, 
will usually be 400 meter runners who move up sometimes. Sometimes you'll get 15 runners who move down, but like Donovan Brazier and all those guys have a really fast 400 and then they move up to the 800, you know, build up their aerobic a little bit more. Whereas me, 800 is kind of my lower end. So I'm kind of moving up, I guess you could say to the 15. I did a lot of 800s, well, eights and 15s in high school. And now I think, yeah, I'm kind of transitioning to the 15, hopefully the 3K soon to the steeple. So what's the longest distance you've raced at then? Uh, On the track, 3K. But then I guess the longest distance I've raced would be a 10K during cross country. Okay, well, let's let's talk about kind of your team culture for a second. So you're you're at the University of Manitoba, you're on the Bison's team. Who's coaching you? What is kind of the feel of that program? Uh, currently, Claude Berube. So he's the head coach okay. of the track and field team. So he's been there for a while because Dennis was talking about <laughs> Dennis, one of our former guests, um, talked about um, when he was sixty or fifty. Yeah. Like he was he was quite a bit older, and he went Miss back 15, and trained with Claude in the, in two thousand. So he's at least yeah. been coaching since two thousand. So he's been there quite some time. Yes, yeah, Claude is definitely a veteran, and he himself was actually on the team as an athlete. Yes, who is also another track and field Manitoba legend, I guess you could say. Um, yep, so Claude's been there a while. Started coaching pretty much after he finished running himself. He went into coaching. So he's he's got quite a few years of experience. Yeah. And so what's your kind of relationship with him? And what do you see his value as being your coach? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So Claude, I've only been training with Claude for a year now. Before that, I was training still with my club coach, Scott Radley, who shout out to Scott Radley. Amazing. Definitely made me the runner I am today. But for Claude, I think he's been key in teaching me how to kind of think for myself in running. He's definitely, I would say, a hands-off coach in the sense that for my off days when we're not at a workout, he doesn't tell me what to do. It's kind of on my own. He'll give me suggestions. And that's definitely, I think, helped me just become more knowledgeable on my own thinking for myself, even in races, I found that, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm, I'm thinking, <laughs> hopefully I'm thinking, but just thinking for myself. And yeah, I think he's been great for that because before when I was developing, which I think was key for me, I had a coach who every day he would tell me what to do, which I think was great. I think it's very important for people entering the sport because you really don't know yet. But I think it's been good as I've transitioning to university and he's given me the room to decide, you know, to ask myself how I'm feeling on that day, kind of just to run to that. You know, you've said something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Like you said, when you're, when you're new at anything, you need that, that guidance and that, that recipe and how to get it done. Right. (laughs) And, um, the fact that your coach has pulled back and given you more, you know, more licensed to become a chef in the kitchen rather than just a cook probably speaks to your maturity as a runner, you know, his trust in you as a runner. But that's also a real gift because if he kept giving you prescriptive workouts right up until the time you graduated and were, you know, aged out of his program, what do you do then? Mm -hmm. Right? Like he's helping to build you into a lifelong runner, which I think is wise. What What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I would, I would totally agree. And I think it was kind of natural in my progression too, is as I've um, 
I guess this is my maybe fourth, like fully committed year to running or like basically running every day, you know, not really uh, being involved in other sports. So I think it was, it was the proper transition and I'm really glad that fits with his coaching style as kind of hands off. And I think I did struggle with it at first for sure. That was going to be my next question is how are you doing with this? Like, have you made some mistakes that you're like, uh, that was kind of foolish or have you been fairly pleased with your, you know, your performance? Where have you landed with that? Oh, for sure. You kind of hit the nail on the head there. I've definitely done some foolish stuff. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that's how you learn, right? Of course. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, one of them was pretty recent, but, um, I'm a very late person by nature. And so uh, he'd given us a workout to do on our own because we had our team meeting later on in the day and I cut it really short, like way too short. Uh, so we were doing 400s on the track. And so there was four sets of four 400s and I'd gotten through the third set and I'm looking at my watch and I'm like, I'm supposed to be in the Max Bell Center for our team meeting. So I didn't know what to do because for me, like there's just that inner drive that's like you have to finish the workout, you have to finish the workout. And then the other part of me, it's kind of like the devil and the angel is like, no, like Claude's not going to be happy if you're late to the meeting. Um, <laughs> so I ended up going to the meeting because I thought it was the good idea. And then I went out back after, back to the track two hours later to finish my track reps, which looking back probably was not a great idea. And <laughs> I thought you were going to say you sprinted in 100 meter in- or 400 meter increments to the meeting. Oh, that would have been good too. That would have been good too. And skidded to a stop right outside the door. No. Yeah. Yeah. But stuff like that for sure. Just definitely on my off days has been, that's where he gives us the freedom. Our workouts are very scheduled on what we're doing, but on the off days, I've definitely been making sure I'm asking him about where my mileage should be and then kind of scheduling my off days according to that. Um, But I've definitely made some errors and gone too far before a workout because I was just so fixated on hitting my mileage. The real thing probably would have been to run a little bit less, take it a little bit slower. It's, It's just learning. I'm still learning. I'm still a student in the game. So yeah. So how would you describe kind of your team culture and what do you what do you think the value of your other teammates has been in your overall success so far? Yeah. So I think what I really love about our team is that we're very inclusive as a group. When I first joined, I kind of already knew some of the guys uh, and girls, but definitely just opened me with open arms, added me to the group, which is great. And I would think as a group, we're very laid back. I would say a lot of the guys are very laid back very funny. We're definitely, I'd say a funny group. There's a couple of really funny people, but I think, yeah, having that laid back has definitely helped me lay back because I can definitely be very, I guess, type A in the running world. So like, you know, I want to like hit my mileage to the point, like all that. And they've kind of taught me, you know, to lay back before races, especially I can get very stressed out, which I think was hindering me. But um, with the team, you know, they're still laughing before a race, obviously very focused, but, you know, just kind of laying back and that's helped me um, definitely in my mm-hmm. running mm-hmm. and the value of the team. Oh man. Um, I, I would stress the importance of a team to anyone. I think it's important to learn how to run on your own, but definitely I'd have to give a lot of my credit to the team. Just having people there suffering with you 
in a workout, it, it just gives you that kind of extra boost of encouragement. It is individual, but we're there for each other, picking each other up when someone's fallen off. So, Has your perspective on the team's value changed as you've become a more senior runner on the team versus first year? Like, for example, you're now more in a position to be a bit of a leader and a mentor to some of the, the first year runners. Do you get a sense at all of a different, just a different dynamic within the team as you, as you progress through the years? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I do think though, it, our team's kind of special in the fact that a lot of the guys who have graduated have stayed with the team. Oh, okay. Yes. So Claude's son, uh, Simone, who's also a fantastic runner. If you think my times are good, you should hear his. Um, <laughs> But he's stayed in the group, and we have a couple of uh, Dan Hesjak, who's now a road road racer. So those guys have stayed with the group. Um, but definitely with our team, it'll be interesting as we travel. We start to travel now. It's been a long time, so it'll be interesting. And I haven't really thought about how I am kind of one of the older people now. I still feel super young, but I definitely think I have noticed the importance of the team as I've moved along in my career. And I hope that I can kind of show that to some of the younger younger uh, runners coming on the team. Yeah. And I'm sure that you get to know these guys and girls on such a level, like, because you're warming up, you're cooling down, you're doing the long runs perhaps together and it's hours and hours of time that you're spending. And there's something about, it's like driving in the car with your kids. And I know you won't be able to relate to this Calvin, but like when they're not looking at you, it's easier to have a conversation and then they open up and they, and they start to talk, you know? So when you're running along with somebody, and you know you're going to be running along with them for an hour and a half. Like it's easier to have a conversation because you're you're both there. You know, do you ever find that with the team you get to know people at more of a level than you would the person that sits beside you in in class? One hundred percent. Like there's just something about like sharing the common goal with other people and other people who are as nerdy about running and just involved and committed as you are. It's, it's hard to explain, but it's definitely like a deeper level of kind of friendship. And definitely when I was in high school, one of my really, well, probably one of my best friends was the guy I trained with all the time. And he went away to New Brunswick to run, um, but we still keep in contact. And I think running can build friendships that just never, you know, like they'll never, they'll never leave just because that common interest and hurting in the physical sense of running with people. I think it builds a special bond. I think any sport that you do with somebody on a very dedicated level will bond you, you know, whether it's a sport or, you know, music or whatever it is. But yes, there is something about running. I think it's also the state of endorphins, the hormonal state you get into when you're running that just strips the filters a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, it is, like you just said, a special community that lasts. I, I've said on another podcast that <laughs> there's two things that will never leave you in life. One is God and the other is your running tribe. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> the people that you make friends with running, no matter where you, let me tell you this, Calvin, from somebody who's sitting on a couple decades, the other side <laughs> of you right now, your running friends will, will be with you for life, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. You'll run into them at races, you'll connect with them on social media, and you'll always have that bond, which is so special. Yeah. All right. Well, now we want to just hear what training is like for Mm -hmm. a university athlete. And I know this is probably going to be the most naive question and and very difficult to answer, but I'm wondering what a typical week 
looks like for you. And you've mentioned it a couple times. Sometimes you can get very focused on your mileage. So like, let's start there. How many miles would you run every week um, right now? I guess currently we're recording. It's September and you're in cross country season. Is that right? Yes, correct. Yeah. So right now we're kind of building up. I'm kind of at the top, I guess, of my uh, building base for cross country. We travel next, on Friday, actually, so ah. um, for our first race. Ooh, exciting. <laughs> yeah, oh, I am so pumped. If I check my Strava, uh, I can tell you what my mileage was last week. But I think I topped out, uh, this is my highest mileage week ever. It was 62.8 miles, so I think just over 100 kilometers. You are putting down some miles to train for what? Is it an 8 or 10K cross country? Uh, 8K. Yeah, it got changed. Um, my first year was 10K, uh, and then they changed it. So now men and women are both uh, 8K. Right, 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 right. Okay, so yeah. I, I want to sort of pause on this point for a minute to really drive it home for our audience. Why in the world would you run over 100 kilometers a week to train for an 8K? What is your understanding of that, whether that's your phys- uh, your kinesiology background or what you've come to understand as a varsity athlete? Mm-hmm. Wow, great question. So I think it kind of two ways I kind of get my mileage is off days and workouts. So the off days and my long run are building my aerobic capacity, right, to be able to be comfortable at those steady paces. And then the workouts are kind of key for our training, which is reps usually faster than race pace. Mm-hmm. Um, cause though I've understood it, it definitely goes for track too. Like you need to be able to run faster than your race pace in order to increase your, your threshold, right? So that you can run at that pace, uh, faster. Yeah. And I think definitely our program would kind of be considered lower mileage for most university, uh, and college programs. So I know some people are running over hundred miles a week, but our coach really believes in quality reps in our workouts making sure we're keeping the foot speed. We don't want to be, you know, losing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of the philosophy. And, and so how long do you run for your long run? If you're running a hundred kilometers a week or 60, 62 miles a week, would you be running a 20 mile long run or maybe not that long? My long run this Sunday was 20 kilometers. So I think that's about 12 and a half miles. Clotus kind of left that up to me to decide, but I kind of just go with about like the 20% of my weekly mileage. Yeah, it's not keeping it too long. Yeah, right around like 10 to 13. I think, I don't think I've ever in my life actually ever ran more than a half marathon. So, you know, if another university student is listening to this, like what does your week actually look like? Like, do you ever do two a days? You know, like how many hours a week are you spending in class and studying versus training? So I'll start uh, on Monday um, because we normally go Monday to Sunday. I kind of think of that as my week. So Mondays are usually, so an off day run, obviously depends if it's a race week or not, but um, if it's not, usually it's about uh, an eight mile single, somewhere around there. It's normally about six to eight miles. And all my runs are just singles. I don't double yet, at least not with how much I'm running, but, um, and then Mondays I'm also in the gym. So we have uh, a strength and conditioning program. And then for classes, yeah, it's about, I think, about three hours of class time that I'm in class and then obviously studying. And then our workout days are uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Tuesdays are usually kind of like our mid rep workouts, I would say. So it's interval training. Quote is very big into interval training. 
an example workout, um, we do like five minuteers um, or pyramids. So somewhere around 30 minutes of running broken up. Usually reps aren't longer than five to six minutes. And then Wednesday is another off day run. Uh, so usually same as my Monday, six to eight miles. And then Thursday for cross country, uh, we go to the track. So that can be sometimes solely just track workouts. Sometimes we're going. And have you guys ever heard of the Michigan by any chance? Yes, I have heard of it, but can you elaborate? Yes. So we call it the Bison. Claude calls it the Bison. Um, so it's basically just doing like a mile outside of the track or like a road grass mile, we'll call it. Um, and then you go onto the track, do your rep. So usually the full thing would be road mile, uh, track mile, road mile, 1200, road mile, 800, road mile, 400. Ooh, that sounds grueling. <laughs> yes, it is. I've never done a full one. I've done kind of part ones where it's a little bit less, but yeah, I've heard it's pretty grueling. Um, so that'd be an example of a Thursday workout. Fridays are usually either off from running or depending on where my mileage is, I'll go for a shorter run. So maybe four to five miles. And then we're also, it's our other gym day. And then Saturdays are kind of our tempo day. We go to Kokona Park um, and we do some hills. So that'll be kind of a tempo workout, but it's still intervals. So we'll do some longer reps, like 15 minute, 20 minute reps. Uh, and then Sunday long run. So six days a week of running. Yes. Two days a week of strength training. Yes. Yeah. Wow. When do you have time to study amongst all of that? Are you and sleep? Yeah. Like, do you ever, are you pretty tired all the time or do you feel you can balance it fairly well? I would say now I'm at a point where I have kind of been able to balance it. I'm obviously still working on it. I think for me, it's just been learning how to use my time wisely and time management. And when I'm allocating my time for studying, I'm studying. I'm not getting distracted as hard as that can be. Um, that's been really important. I'm still trying to work on the sleep thing. Um, ideally, I would like to say I'd be getting nine hours of sleep a night, but I'm definitely not. Usually somewhere between seven and nine. So not too bad, I think. No, actually, that's pretty darn good, yeah. especially for a university student. And then when do you when do you have a time to hang out with friends and a social life? Like, is that something, is your social life your running crew? Or um, do you hang out with friends outside of that? Definitely part of my social life is going to practice and running with my running partners. But also I do try and, you know, keep in touch with my other friends, um, either from school, from church, or also I should mention my girlfriend too. Definitely that, so... <laughs> yeah. So it is possible to have it all in, in university. That's good yeah, to hear. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <Try it. laughs> well, Calvin, the reason that you and I even know each other is because you currently work for Athletics Manitoba. You were their summer program facilitator, right? Coaching, a, a, yes. and we together coached a Wednesday night track group that's still actually ongoing and, and will be wrapping up soon. And in, in that group, so we have adults and kids, and so kind of your role within that group was to work with the kids. So you're actually working with my kids and I feel so fortunate. We feel collectively so fortunate that you are their coach because you are just unbelievably good with kids. Where do you think that that comes from and what do you enjoy about working with young people? Well, thank you first off uh, for that. Um, I think uh, working with youth, I've had a lot of just experience, definitely uh, through my church. Also, I was a counselor one summer, um, so that was a great experience being around kids 24-7. 
and also volunteering through high school. I was part of Big Brothers Big Sisters, uh, where I volunteered and oh, um, awesome. was a mentor to an elementary kid. And also, uh, I was involved with a program um, in university called Can You, where kids would come to the university on like a Wednesday night, and we would kind of show them each kind of faculty and stuff that they could go into as well as playing games. So I think it's the experience I've had working with kids in other settings. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love working with kids. I love the energy, just being able to kind of goof off. I love, I love that. And no one's judging you. Mm. I do like that as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, before, when I was getting ready for this interview, I asked the kids actually, I said, well, what do you really like the most about having Calvin as your coach? And they're like, he's really, really nice. He comes and sees us at the end of every rep and he's so good and gives us just one thing to work on. They didn't say this in their words, um, but what I took away from it was he doesn't overwhelm us with, you need to do this and you need to do that. They said, you know, he'll say something like, just work on your arms next time. And I was like, that is real. And my kids are, you know, 10 and, or sorry, 12 and 14. So they're, you know, noticing that, hey, I can focus just on my arms this time when I'm not thinking about a million other things too. And so again, I, I just... I don't know if that just comes naturally to you that you've picked up on, or maybe that was your own experience of being coached as a, a 12 and 14 year old that, no, I can't focus on everything, but I can focus on this one thing really well. But anyway, you're doing an awesome job with them and we really, really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I do think definitely from like being coached, I've learned that. Um, but also I've worked at the Y, um, don't currently work there, but when I did, I was teaching swimming lessons and that was always told to us when we we're teaching is, you know, you can't overload yeah. not just kids, but anyone in general, right? Like we can only mm -hmm. process so much and just focusing on one thing can be so important. You're already going to be a good physio because yes. that's something <laughs> I teach the students that come through when I was practicing was Nobody can go home with 57 exercises and do them well, like three max, give people three exercises, tell them to become rock stars at those three, yeah. <laughs> and then you'll move on to the next, the next set. So like you just said, it's not just kids, it's everybody. We can only, you know, there's so much noise in our lives right now that if we can just, that's, I think back to the simplicity of running. And if you can just focus on moving your arms in a certain way or breathing in a certain way. It's oddly calming. So Calvin, running is a big part of your life right now, but do you envision it being a part of your life for the long run, like forever? And if so, what do you think you might want to accomplish in the sport? Hmm. Yes. Short answer uh, to the first part of the question. I... Not to put words in your mouth, but I assume it wants to be part, you want it to be a part of your life for a while. So <laughs> yes, yeah. what does that future look like? <laughs> yeah. So I think definitely just getting through my university eligibility. I want to, uh, I have some goals in that I'd like to achieve, but then, yeah, I hope I can, you know, run for the rest of my life. Hopefully um, I'd love to get into kind of the road more into the road. Definitely would love to try some trail running too. Hopefully I can just stay healthy, keep running. And I know life does get even busier after school. So um, hopefully I can continue with that as well. 
And you mentioned that you've got some goals uh, while you're in university still. So do you dare to say them out loud? Do you want to throw down any goals to our audience here? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I have uh, some short term and some long term too. So short term, I would love to go for track for U Sports uh, to U the U Sport Championships, which is in uh, New Brunswick this year. So hopefully um, I can make the 4 by 800 team. So I kind of talked about it. It's kind of my shorter end, but I think it's doable. So I'd love to make the team for that. Um, our U of M has had a pretty good history with our 4 by team. Three years ago now, we actually won in Winnipeg. So that was very cool. Mm. I was in grade 12 at the time. So that was a big inspiration even to go to when I was going into the U of M. Also, uh, this summer is a pretty big summer with uh, Canada Summer Games. So I'd love to make that team and hopefully go for the 15 in steeple. And then if I want to put a place to it, hopefully top five, maybe. I mean, obviously, I would love to medal, but I do want to keep my goals realistic as well. But yeah, run a PB. That'd be great, too. And then long term, I think for track, I definitely want to medal uh, at Ken West. So that's like kind of our division. So it's Manitoba Western westward. Um, I'd love to medal in the individual event, whether that be a 15 or a 3k and then hopefully make U sports in an individual event. So they take basically the top 12 fastest people in the country and then yeah, run an individual event. So hopefully a 15 or a 3k for that, maybe a 1000 too. Who knows? <laughs> so many fun events to choose from. Yes. Yeah, those sound like really achievable yet stretch goals, you know? So mm -hmm. that's that's awesome. Yeah. It sounds like you've got an exciting year coming up. Yes, for sure. Yeah, and you mentioned that cross country, you've got a race coming up. Is it this weekend? Yes, yeah. So we're traveling to Saskatoon uh, this weekend. Yeah. Very, very cool. Well, good luck with that. I can hardly wait to, to hear how that one goes for you. So... We're moving into our rapid fire questions. We always close out at each podcast with five uh, rapid fire questions. So when you're out there doing your cross country this weekend, is there a mantra or a set of self-talk that you say to yourself at, you know, kilometer six of the 8K when it starts to get really, really hard? <laughs> yes, that is where it gets hard too. Um, but I think one, maybe it's more training so, but um, it kind of goes like, if you don't put in the work, someone else will. So I guess that could transition into a race as well. So I want to be the one putting in the work, right? Because I know the 200 other cross-country athletes in youth sports are going to be putting in the work. Yes, I like that. Mm -hmm. All right. When you wake up on a day and you don't have, if it ever happens, any agenda and you can just run for the sake of running, where does your heart take you? Where do you love to run the most? I think definitely in the white shell. It's a place I've been a lot to with our church having a camp there. And I ran a lot while I was working mm -hmm. there. So the Trans Canada Trail, they have some great spots in the white shell. By Falcon Lake too, there's a great, great trail there. I like the limestone. Anytime I can get off the mm -hmm. pavement. It's a playful place to run. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you have a race on your bucket list? Yes. Yeah. So I think in the short term, so U Sports Cross Country Championships are in Quebec City on the Plains of Abraham. Uh, so that's kind of my, mm. the race I'm kind of gearing up for. Definitely part of my goals too is uh, hopefully doing well there in PBA. But that's yes. kind of my race I'm focusing on right now. 
Do you have a favorite running book or movie? Yes. I think for book, Running with the Buffaloes. I'm currently still reading it. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've not finished it, but I believe Carolyn definitely was one to recommend it. And I also got a, a couple other, um, got it recommended by a couple other people. So it's been great cross country. It's, it's kind of right where I am and I can relate to a lot of it. So. Excellent. And when your races are all done, do you have a favorite uh, post-run indulgence? Yes. So during the summer, it was definitely booster juice. There's something <laughs> about um, having a booster juice that's just so refreshing. I would only let myself get one if I PB'd though, but I don't... Uh, <laughs> and I think it's an Most adult- people would, you know, ration the chocolate if they PB'd and you <laughs> yeah. allowed yourself a booster juice. Wow, my boys need to listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> I think too, it's an indulgence uh, with my bank account too, because they're getting pretty expensive. So yeah, no kidding. Amen to that. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. I thought you too. were going to say, oh, I was going to say, I thought you were going to say ice cream because after every track practice, you tell yeah. the kids like, get your mom to get you ice cream. <laughs> yes. Blizzard. Yeah. Definitely like definitely. Uh, ice cream too. <laughs> oh. Well, Calvin, this has just been uh, an amazing conversation. I knew, I knew it would be. I knew you would have uh, so much wisdom in your 19 years to to drop on our audience. And like I thought, there is a lot that uh, we can all stand to learn from about uh, about how the dedicated varsity athlete trains. So, thank you so much for for coming on the podcast, and thank you for you know, coaching with me and, and being so involved with my kids because they truly do love having you as their coach. Well, thank you so much. It's, it's definitely been a pleasure.